Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Adventure Games Podcast. I believe we're on episode 88 now, so I'm joined as always by two friends, Thomas Bex and Laura Cress. So hello, Thomas and Laura. How are you guys doing? Hi. Good, Hi. thanks. Yeah, very... We're still uh, and very much enjoying the lockdown. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, I think it's day or, or week 736 of lockdown in Ireland, I believe. I can't remember how many there's been. There have been now, but yeah, we've, uh, well, I've been, you know, in my room for most of the year, as I'm sure people listening as well. <laughs> um, but we're, we're here, we're healthy, we're okay, and hope everybody listening is as well. So we uh, have a few games to, to talk about as well, some new and some uh you know some classic games which we've uh, been playing as well and i suppose uh we can get right into it the first thing is speaking of classic games we spoke a few times now we spoke a few weeks ago about blade runner remastered which was in development so the original version is now on gog and on scum vm and the night dive are working on a remastered version of it but unfortunately they have announced uh, this week, I believe, or last last week, uh, uh, this week time recording, that they will have to delay the release. And they have said that, well, mainly because they don't have the original code, they have to reverse engineer the code. And so they have had to postpone the release of it and they don't have an exact release date. So I think it's you know fair enough. Hopefully they're still working on it, but um, I think it's fair enough that they don't have a release date, that they just c- continue working on it. Sounds like a big job that they're doing so i think they should just continue doing what they're doing and then once they're close to release then they should release the release date so i don't know what you guys think yeah i think let them just carry on really i mean it'd be nice for it to come out but i'm quite you know it's been long enough anyway so quite happy for them to just carry on until they they release it really obviously until it's until it's done ready yeah that's fine nothing wrong with that exactly What's another 20 years? <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so we hope that they continue uh, working on the game to the best of their ability and it's to release it when it's done, that there's no pressure from fans. We have plenty of other games that we, uh, we have to play into, or we could play in the meantime. And uh, again, speaking of classic games, none more classic than this game because... I believe it's a few weeks ago now, um, but it's the 30-year anniversary of The Secret of Monkey Island. Have you guys heard of that? I believe it's no, you know, it's popular enough, I believe. It's, is that a new game? I don't know. Well, it's, uh, it's, the, it's a 30-year anniversary, but I think it's quite <laughs> obscure. <laughs> I think it's quite an obscure game. Not many people know about it. Mm, yeah, never heard of it. By, by Dave Gilbert, I believe. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, no, it's um, it is a thirty year anniversary. It's released in October nineteen ninety, and it, uh, it changed the face of adventure gaming. Um, and so there's, I haven't I haven't actually played it in quite a while. Um, but uh, now I'm pretty sure the three of us really like the game, as do most adventure game players. Um, but one very quickly, do you guys have any particular favorite scenes or characters from? that first game or any thoughts that you'd like to share or anything at all? Um, 
Uh, well, characters-wise, I think for me, probably Stan, the yes. salesman. He's a, he's a classic, really, and obviously he continues uh, popping up throughout the Monkey Island series. But uh, I think he's just um, he he is just Monkey Island all over, really. Just kind of hilarious uh, in in terms of um, just his brash character. He's just a really well formed character. And, and each time he's obviously popping up, selling something different, but he still has like this. His arms are still flailing about, and you know, I I, I think that's the beauty of uh, Monkey Island that it just, especially in the Secret Monkey Island, because it obviously didn't have uh, anyone uh, any voice acting um, as well as like Monkey Island too. But you could just get a character just by their movements, um, and Stan very much uh, just illustrated that beautifully. I think he's yeah, a great character. Yeah, typical uh, car salesman, really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's big that, uh, cowboy hat <laughs> with uh, with the boat as well. That, from what I remember, he says, "Oh, this um, this this boat is uh, you know, I can't remember exactly, but saying, oh, this is I don't want to sell her, don't want to leave her, and then it kind of falls apart. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> then he says, oh, I think you better go now. I think you better <laughs> take her all the same, but." <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, I played one of the first adventure games that I that I ever played, and um, I remember really, really enjoying it back when I first played it as a kid, and then again as a teenager, and then again as an adult. <laughs> so it's been a, quite a while since I've played that game, but I have played it on, on numerous occasions. That I think it's just one of those games that the story moves along very nicely. It's just got you know really good sense of humor from the beginning when you meet the uh, the blind watchman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Quite sets the tone. Yeah, that is not really, you know, in your face humor, but it's more like a lot of the humor is subtle. Irreverent. But, it's quite irreverent. Yeah. And um and then it's uh now then they did have the remastered version was about ten years ago. I know there's been some criticism of the the remastered version with the updated graphic now i didn't mind them so much but i do agree that the kind of the updated version the graphics don't really look too similar to the original <laughs> version that it's yeah. kind of like two separate teams were working on two separate games because i'll talk more about another remastered game which i think did a better job but um do you guys have any thoughts have you played the remastered version of the secret of monkey island i quite liked it i um Monkey Island was the first one of the first games I purchased when I got a GOG account, um, and it was the first game I a classic game I replayed, and uh, I, I enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, the I liked the remastered version a lot, no problem with it at all, and uh, I just uh, remember that the game was long. Yeah, I. I, I can't really remember how long I played it, but I seem to. Uh, I, the problem is I sometimes mix up one and two in my in my memories. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, because I've played them back to back as well. So um, I just remember them just being incredibly fun, and that we were all back when when it came out. We were all very very excited to play it, and I think it came on. What was it like? three or four discs the first one and the second one was mm. what like 10 discs on amiga yeah the second one was longer i think it was, was a bit ridiculous um and yeah i mean i i guy brush threepwood is my avatar so it's not that's it's that for a reason even though i really 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 enjoy looking forward 
uh, to the future of the genre. Instead of constantly looking backwards, we can't ignore the impact that a game of like Monkey Island has had on the on on yeah on our beloved genre. It was one of the games that made it an, an adult genre, and I don't mean adult by content, but but like a, a fully grown uh, computer game genre, mm. and that's that's very valuable. Yeah, it's one of these games that could be enjoyed by kids like we were when we played it and adults when we replay it again or if you played for the first time as an adult um because the puzzles also even for back then they i mean i know there maybe might be one or two puzzles like especially monkey added to the infamous monkey wrench puzzle but overall they were really good they were clever uh, yeah the the insult sword fighting was yeah brilliant. that's one of the best yeah. puzzles absolutely brilliant <laughs> yeah that was great wasn't it and and the, just the fact as you realized as you went along what you had to do in terms mm. of matching up the insults and and you know everyone still if, if you say to an adventure uh gamer you know how appropriate you fight like a cow you know you just know ask me about people, loom yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all that yeah, kind of so stuff. Many and great, that's... great lines. Because about that yeah. puzzle as well, it could have so easily been tedious. But yeah, the okay, fact from that Monkey you... Island. <clears throat> yes, the, the <laughs> monkey combat, which we shall not talk about, which shall <laughs> never be mentioned again. But I think that shows how they, you, could, you know, they got that wrong in Escape from Monkey Island. I'm not a hater of Escape from Monkey Island. I thought that it was okay. It's not great by any means but it's okay but then the secret of monkey island with the insult sword fighting for for me it wasn't really so tedious because you knew kind of what you had to do you weren't just bumbling around not having any idea what you're supposed to do you knew you had to match the responses or very quickly at least you got the general gist of it, you got the general idea of it and then as you go on and on and you get the um, new responses and uh, then it's quite clever when you had to go to the sword master and then you had completely different um, answer or answer yeah. from her, answer from her, but you still had to use your own insults or responses that you got previously, and but it just made sense uh, that puzzle. But yeah, and then uh, before we move on to the games we've been playing, now by the time this episode comes out, this will probably have been released. But I'm sure you guys saw the limited run uh, merchandise from uh, well, from limited run the merchandise of. Secret of Monkey Island with, um, you know, books and stickers. Now, I know this has got a mixed reaction yeah. that it was uh, cost it $159.99, which is quite pricey. Mm. And there's some good stuff in it. But overall, I think there are some things that it makes you, quite, you know, wonder, is it really worth that, that much? I mean, it's, I mean, I probably will get it. I probably would have gotten it already. But it is kind of quite pricey. And some avid Monkey Island fans who are not, haters by any means but they were saying look this isn't really worth it in their opinion um yeah i don't but... know if you saw someone um did a mock-up of a better version yes. of that that better. Run. with the, <laughs> with the chicken with the pulley yeah yes <laughs> and, you know it's, more, it was more imaginative yeah yeah so it does kind of uh scream cash cow a little bit <laughs> That, uh, you know, they're taking advantage of the 30-year anniversary. Now, I know with the pandemic and all, maybe it wasn't as easy. But then, just be creative. I mean, one is just, uh, what is it, the ultimate insult. And it's just a drawing on a piece of paper and some stickers. And it's like, okay, kind of be for that price. Mm -hmm. But anyway, maybe they've changed it by by now. Uh, we don't have all the details yet at time recording. But, um, but yeah, so that is uh, the 30-year anniversary of The Secret of Monkey Island. Yes. And um, I'm, I'm just to mention, uh, by the time this has gone out, I'll have. I don't know if you guys got tickets for the live stream. Yes. 
that the Video Game History Foundation are doing, which is an evening with Ron Gilbert. So that should be interesting to see. It's just chatting basically about the anniversary and they're going to show apparently some deleted scenes and things like that. So we can report back maybe next time about yes. what that was like. Definitely look forward to it. Now, we we try to get Ron, or at least I try to get Ron Gilbert on the podcast, but uh, apparently he's busy. So um, that's the reason why he's not on. We can't get everybody, unfortunately. <laughs> I hope that's a good sign that he's busy. I mean, I hope he's creating another adventure game. I, believe, I, I think yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah, I believe he is. So Good. Uh, let him, but let him be busy. But Ron, if you're listening, we would love to have you on as well. But uh, Maybe if you want to promote your when the new game's coming out, yes. maybe, maybe you might change your mind then. <laughs> well, we do have someone coming up in the next few weeks, someone else who worked on Timbleweed Park and on classic uh, LucasArts Adventure games coming up in the next few weeks, or at least we have someone like that. So anyway, shall we get two games that we've been playing? Speaking of uh, Monkey Island and the 30-year anniversary of Monkey Island, uh, it's a great time to play. Full Throttle Remastered. <laughs> when I'm on the road, I'm indestructible. No one can stop me. But they try. Um, so this game was originally released by LucasArts. I'm going to say, was it 1994, 1995, in the mid-90s? It was Tim Schafer's uh, first solo game. As in solo, he was a head uh, creative developer on it. And again, I'm sure people listening to this podcast have probably played at least the original version or to probably wear the story, so I'm not going to spend too long on it. Um, basically, you play as um, a Ben a character called Ben, who is the leader of the Polecats, which is a biker gang. And there is an old man who's the head of a company who, you know, friends with the Polecats, but then one of his associates called uh, Rip Burger, he wants to take over the company. So he kills Corley, the old man, shock horror, and he frames Ben for it. And so then you spend the rest of the game, you have to clear your name and then get justice, try to make sure the correct person then takes over. I don't want to give too much away in case people haven't played it. This was originally released, as I mentioned, back in mid-90s. It was re-released in 2017 by Double Fine, which is the company which is run by Tim Schafer. So they made a few changes to it. And one of the changes is the, the graphics. Uh, we've talked about Monkey Island uh, remastered versions with the updated graphics. I think they did a better job with Full Throttle Remastered. I think the updated graphics, they look better. You can tell that they're by, well, mainly the, the same team, that it would look like what the game might look like if it were released now. And the graphics look great. It's a very cinematic game with the camera angles and with the cutscenes, which look great. The, the voice acting was really, really good, even for its time. The main character is played by Roy Conrad, and uh, the villain was by Mark Hamill, who puts on his Joker voice, but even he's unrecognizable. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't know it was him until I saw, well, I knew he was in it, but until I saw his name in the credits, I was like, oh, yeah, but you really don't rec recognize him. And it kind of shows just what a versatile actor he is, which we kind of know anyway, but people, at least before, always thought, oh, he's just Luke Skywalker, but he's 
He can do way more than that. <laughs> oh, he's a he's a great actor and he's it's a great fantastic. voice actor. Yes, but he was he's absolutely amazing in this game. And it's one of the best things I can say about the story is that even though I have no interest in bikers or biker gangs or motorcycles, I, I was still really invested in the story. I mean, it's a simple enough story. There aren't a huge amount of characters, um, but I was always invested. The story zips along very well. It goes very quickly. There wasn't, there's not a moment that uh, it drags. Um, it is a short game. If you do use a walkthrough, it could take about three to four hours. It took me about four hours, I think. Uh, if you don't use a walkthrough, it'll probably take between four and eight hours. But um, I would recommend maybe using a walkthrough for some parts, which I'll mention now in a in a moment. Um, but also the you know the sort of voice acting, the story I found really interesting. The uh, the the music was also really good. From I can't remember the name of the bands, but when you hear the music coming, you know, with uh, the drums playing, and you're like, okay, I'm really into it now. In the remastered version, you can the sound quality is better. So and you can go back to the original version, but you can hear the difference in sound quality, but the music and uh, just the sound of the voice actors, and they've clearly cleaned it up uh, using the same voice actors. So I would probably recommend that people use um, the modern version as well because you can also highlight the uh, hotspots as well. Um, otherwise, if you use the original version, there would be some pixel hunting. One of the things that I liked about it most is, I believe you played a little bit of it, Laura. You remember the kicking uh, icon? Yes, yes, I forgot <laughs> about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, shows how much you remember about it. <laughs> no, it's, um, I found it really satisfying because especially at the time in most adventure games and puzzles, so say if you had to open a locked door, you'd have to combine different objects together. You have to either combine a pen with a, you know, a newspaper or you know different things to try and open a door. In this game, you just have Ben kick the door down, <laughs> which okay. was really satisfying. And in one scene, you can kick the door onto not really villain, but a guy who's not really that nice, which is also really, really satisfying. And you can kick just random objects, and that comes into play in one of the puzzles later on as well. And oddly enough, there was no look icon. There is only a hand icon, uh, a mouth icon, and uh, the kick icon. But there is no look icon, which is found kind of weird, but, you know, not exactly a problem. Now, there were some issues with the game that I had, and I believe, Laura, you may have had similar <laughs> issues. It's, and there, people had these issues originally when it was released, and it is the biking sequence. So about close to midway through the game, you are on a bike, and they're kind of these action sequences, but they're kind of puzzles as well. So you need to take these objects, and you need to get them from different biking gangs. But it becomes very frustrating, because you're, you have to get involved in fighting the other gangs, and and it, very quickly, you know, you realize that you start to lose these fights. And the animations take a long time. They're nice, but they take a long, long time. And I, I believe it looks like they were trying to go for insult sword fighting, but with on bikes with biker gangs. <laughs> and it just didn't quite work for me. And I know a lot of people feel the same as well, that it got very, very frustrating for me, at least very quickly. And I used a walkthrough in that scene because I thought, okay, I don't really want to spend so long on this. And it is better with a walkthrough. You know exactly what you have to do. You have to then, okay, get this object from this person and then use that object. But the problem for me is that it was trial and error, that you wouldn't know this. And as I said, it's just really, really frustrating. Puzzles overall weren't that difficult compared to other games of the era. But then again, there were other kind of arcade sequences. There's a Demolition Derby 
which could have been fun, but then again, there's a specific thing you have to do, and it's not really clear how you do it or what or what you need to do. Well, you know what to do, but it takes, again, trial and error to get it, so it can be frustrating. And then towards the end, unlike most of the LucasArts games, you can die. <laughs> there's a time sequence, uh, several time sequences, in fact, and which kind of surprised me. It really surprised me that um, that I died. And then it, again and again, I you know I was having to uh, restart and replay. And then the very very last scene, there is um, a time, very short time sequence as well. So mm. I think that was frustrating, which is a shame. And I don't. What I, I'm curious about is why didn't Double Fine try and improve these segments? you know, in the remastered version, because I'm sure that they were, maybe there's a technical reason for it, but, you know, they could have even just skipped the biking sequence. I know the game is short anyway, but the game was criticized back then for these sequences, especially the biking sequence. And so I'm just wondering why they didn't at least try and improve a little bit the biking sequence or maybe the time sequence or maybe just skip the whole biking sequence um, because it is a shame. Because overall, it's good. It's by no means the best LucasArts game, I don't think. I think it's oh, yeah. for me, no, it's definitely one, not. <laughs> yes, yeah, the low end. It's, I don't think it's on a par with Days of Tentacle or the first three Monkey Islands or even Sam and Max or Grim Fandango, even. It's quite a, be- a beloved game. Yeah, as yeah. I said, the Pantheon. There, there are some really good things about it, which I mentioned the story, the voice acting, the, some of the puzzles were quite fun, the music is great. And, you know, it's very, very clever. The dialogue is, is very cleverly written. But for me, what lets this game down are these arcade sequences, which seem kind of to be added, but I don't think they were implemented really well, either in the original version, and they didn't fix them in the remastered version as well, which I'm kind of puzzled by. But as I said, I don't know why. And I haven't listened fully to it. There is a commentary mode, and I'm listening to it. The good thing about this is you don't need to replay the game again. To listen to the commentary, you can listen to it on the main menu, which I'm doing, which seems quite interesting from Tim Schafer and everyone else who worked on the game. But um, Laura, I know you played the game. What I don't know what your thoughts on it are, if you agree, disagree from what you yeah, played. I pretty much agree, to be honest. I, to be, so I uh, played the remastered version, but I did stop at that sequence, the biking sequence, the insult biking sequence or whatever you want to call it really where you had to because I think I found it also quite imprecise um in terms of uh, it was a sort of split second stuff and sometimes it just wouldn't quite work you had to like hit the right button at the right time and then obviously sometimes it was the wrong wrong object you had or whatever it was and that just kind of turned me off um I I yeah I agree I think it's not it's certainly not a bad game at all it just didn't have that the same kind of heart i think that some of the other greats do some of the classics and it's still obviously a classic in its own right a lot of people would call it that but for me it's just not quite up there just for those reasons i agree unfortunately the arcade bits let it down just a little bit it's still still a, a good game but mm. um i yeah that that just turned me off a little bit that there's bits there where you had to keep mashing the buttons yeah you're not the only one um <laughs> but, uh, uh, thomas did you play this okay do you play the original version at least or no no i have i've bought it um i've not played it it's one of those classics that i've always wanted to play um mm. so i'm gonna be playing it in the future somewhere definitely because i want to play all of them um, however, I think you were talking about those arcade sections, and this was in a, in a time where arcade sections were quite common in adventure games, and they were mm. also, in my opinion, not always very well thought out. 
uh, there were more put in there to extend the duration of the game. I got the I got the impression. Now, having arcade sections in adventure games is not uncommon, uh, even now. Uh, mm. But I do think that the games that I have played that had sections like that are doing it way better nowadays than they yeah. did back then. Because I, I do remember getting very frustrated in, I think, Larry 3 with an arcade section and Space Quest 2 or 3 where I had to race. And, and uh, if you put that in a game nowadays, I feel that at least put in something that makes it easier if you don't get uh, along fast enough. I think Chalk did that. If you fail like three times in a row, it says you can you can now skip this section. Yeah, it's something Instance. like that would have been great. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That, even if they add, added that in the remastered version, it would have been nice. But um, but one yeah, thing even... I will. What? Well, sorry, I was just gonna say no, one go thing ahead. I'd say is um, a, a remastered game you should try is Day of the Tentacle, which you mentioned, mm. which I played recently, and I thought that was maybe because it didn't have those kind of sequences in it, just re- you know relied on humor and and puzzles and. I think that can translate very well. It had the updated graphics. I don't know. Don't know if there was much else they updated with it, really. But that was excellent. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I mean, they, they, take, the tentacle yeah. holds up incredibly well. Yeah, it really does. I was I was surprised when I replayed that one. At I was surprised at how much of the game I had forgotten, mm. and uh, at how still how at how good it was. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it's been years since I've played it. I have not played the remastered version, but I have played it several times. Well, as a well, kid and as a teenager and as a, when I was in my early 20s, shall we say. But um, yeah, no, I don't think with Day of Tentacle there is much that you need to remaster from what I remember. That it's nearly perfect the way it is with the puzzles and the story and the voice acting and the updated graphics. I would have to, re- to replay that. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think as I said, you know, Day of the Tentacle, probably the first three Monkey Island games, and uh, Grim Fandango and probably Sam and Max would be at the top end of uh, LucasArts. Uh, probably Day of the Tentacle, Grim Fandango, and, you know, probably the first two Monkey Islands, maybe at the very top. Um, although people still keep discussing and arguing with which ones are better. But yeah, that is Full Throttle Remastered. It is available on GOG and Steam, and I believe it's available on consoles as well. I played it with the gamepad as well. You can play this with the gamepad, uh, even though it is point and click. You know, I played both mouse and gamepad. Um, people can choose which one they they thought works quite well on the gamepad. Um, probably the, I mean, the arcade sequels, as I've mentioned, aren't really good anyway, but probably they're a little bit better with the gamepad, maybe. Um, but yeah, no, definitely it's still recommended people at least check it out. Don't think it's too expensive now. And uh, as I said, it, it is from the classic era, classic time, and there's still a lot to like about it. So I definitely recommend that people check it out and maybe use a walkthrough for the frustrating parts of it. So I know not exactly high praise compared to other games, but you know, so that is full muddle, the full muddle, full throttle remastered <laughs> or full muddle, which is a new game <laughs> that I've just invented. Uh, so uh, I believe that margaritas. You... Yes, I know. Because I'm drinking a margarita <laughs> now. That's drinking why. Drinking <laughs> margaritas and reviewing. That's why I've got that on, on my head, in my head. <laughs> what a wild boy he is. Look at him. Take away margarita drinking here. <laughs> Walking Irish stereotype. I know. 
Uh, so, um, so Thomas, uh, I believe you've yes. been playing some, well, some current games, right? Some actual, actual new games. I have played some actual new games. Yes, uh, as you remember, uh, to the the last review episode two weeks ago, we uh, discussed a lot of the Steam demos that gotten out for the for the Steam Festival, and the one I was uh, raving the most about was Lucifer Within Us, which I mistakenly called Lucifer Among Us on Twitter. <laughs> Because, uh, well, uh, we've been playing a lot of Among Us as well. But it's Lucifer Within Us. It came out a week after uh, that demo. Uh, I, I played that demo. So this is done by, by Kit Fox. And uh, because it made such a big impression on me, the demo, I decided to buy it the day it came out. And I, I played it the weekend after I uh, bought it. And I can tell you, it did not disappoint. Good to hear yeah, you play, uh, for those who don't know it, you play a digital exorcist. It is a sort of a um, futuristic, uh, it's a bit of a cyberpunky game, but it's, it's also, it feels really, uh, really uh, medieval, if that makes any sense. Um, the themes are very religious, but it's also a procedural uh, because you have to, uh, you basically have to solve crimes. You're sent to St. Walpurga Abbey. You are uh, Ada, and you are the digital exorcist working for the Church of Ansoff's Inquisition. And you are sent to St. Walpurga's Abbey uh, because that's the one of the biggest uh, holy centers for uh, Ansoff. And there has been a murder. And <clears throat> you have to, excuse me, you have to figure out what happened. And that's where you come in. So it's isometric. And it's it's point and click mechanics. It's it's very easy to control. Uh, what you do is you go around the crime scene. You collect all the evidence you can find. You talk to the suspects. You try to get as much information as possible, and then you start comparing things and you start confronting um, the suspects with holes in their testimonies. You start uh, you you question them about the other story. You question them about the uh, the 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 evidence you found, and you try to uh, make as as detailed possible a timeline of the events as possible. So, eventually, that will lead you to being able to get to your to to, to the one who did it. And if you confront someone with his lies or her lies, then as a digital exorcist, you get the opportunity to look into their mind into their soul and see what um, what yeah what could be the motive to do it like jealousy or uh, something like that you know uh, maybe this guy was very jealous about what the other did and tried to sabotage his work and in doing that killed someone that could be uh, uh, something that happens and if you got everything correct then you can accuse the the person you think who did it you can uh give him a motive you can give him opportunity and you can give him uh, the means and if you've got all that correct uh, then you've solved the crime but then you have to still exercise the demon because the, the crimes are all done by humans who are have been possessed by demons uh, and if you name the correct demon you can exercise him and uh, banish him back to where he came now you do this, uh, if you do this correctly, you uh, you finish that mission and then you move to the next mission. And then eventually, so you progress throughout the story. And as you can expect, all the missions are somehow connected. 
Now, I love this. I I absolutely love this. I love playing this. Uh, I love diving into it. There's uh, basically only one point of criticism I have about this game, and that it's it's too short. How uh, short was it? <clears throat> How long did it take you? It took me about an hour to uh, complete each mission, and there were four missions. Okay. Um, which is decent, uh, but it ends on a cliffhanger. <laughs> like, oh. like um, not, not like I don't know what's going to happen now, but more like this is the end of book one, and now I want to continue with book two. Uh, this, this part of the story is finished, but things happen in the end that really want you to continue. And I was actually hoping that that would just be the game continuing, but it was the end of the game. So it left me wanting a lot more, which is obviously a good thing because the game in itself is very good. And I would highly recommend playing it. Uh, I also found out that um, normally I'm not that much of an achievement hunter. But I saw uh, that uh, there were 12 achievements and I only had three. And there were achievements like in this, uh, collect all the physical evidence in this mission and collect all the... And I'm like, wait, I thought I collected all the physical evidence in this mission. So I'm probably going to go back and replay certain missions to see if I can find the holes that I missed. It's it's a great game. It really is a great game. It's one of one of the best games I've played this year. It's almost completely voice cast. The story is very intriguing. This world they've created is very intriguing. There are things happening. There is a twist in the end that I did not see coming, which is always nice. It's just it's just really good. The music is good. The the graphic style, it's very stylized. It manages to use a style that is Again, both classic and futuristic. I, I did not regret buying this game. I would highly recommend uh, playing it. Cool, that sounds really, really interesting. Might have to check it out myself. Yeah, add, I still want to play the demo. And I, I like the fact mm. that you said playing the demo, it then let you continue on from the demo if you got the full game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, think, I was uh, pleasantly surprised by that. Yeah, that sounds yeah. really good. If uh, I don't know how difficult it is to do this, uh, but it'd be great if all developers or more developers could do this, so you don't have to replay a section of the game that you've already played. Well, yeah, it depends I... a bit on what what the demo is, of course. I mean, sure. In this case, the demo was basically the first mission, mm. uh, and a lot of uh, other adventure games create some kind of prologue as a demo, which is also mm. fine. Um, I guess and... it also helped that demo came out very close to when the actual game was coming out so not much was going to change right. either no no i did i didn't get that impression no no i um i hope a lot of people play this game because i really want a sequel or dlc or whatever it takes because i want to continue the story i want to play more like this i love the gameplay the the it, it felt so satisfying to be able to find those holes in the in the testimonies and and you know, being able to eventually it made you make me feel like a detective. Are you are you assuming that there is is there going to be uh, presumably they're not going to just leave it on a cliffhanger then? Or are you I not hope sure? not. I mean, the way the game's the story ends uh, would leave a lot of room for uh, for more stories in this world, mm. and I hope they will they will come. So I hope a lot of people will buy and play this game and uh, enjoy it as much as I did. Cool. Well, I might have to check it out, and especially if it, I know you said it was a criticism, but if it's short as well, if it's four hours, we could easily play it. It took but... me four hours. It, it could be that someone else takes a bit longer. It could be that someone else takes right. a bit shorter, but I think I was pretty uh, pretty average when that's with my about an hour emission. 
Right. Okay. No, I mean, yeah, it could have been maybe a bit longer, but also sound, you know, the the demo did exactly what it's supposed to do. That it made you interested in the game and it made you buy the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I, I I had not heard of this game. Uh, me neither. Before so. I was I went looking into the demos um from the Steam Festival and it, it was just the art style that attracted me and then I saw it was isometric. And then I saw oh this is this is fantastic. This is right up my alley. And uh, the demo uh, confirmed that, and that's why I, uh, it was a day one buy for me. Nice, and a day one play. <laughs> uh, a day, a day three play because I bought oh, it on th- a day oh. two play. I bought it on Thursday. As I played it in the weekend after. Okay, well, close enough. <laughs> uh, okay, so t- thank you for, for that. So that's Lucifer within us, not Among Us, because we've been playing a lot of Among Us, and that's in our heads now. Um, but that is available on Steam now as well, and a high recommendation from Thomas. Uh, you played another game just now as well, Thomas, before recording, you mentioned there it's a demo or the first act of a game. Yeah, since we have a bank holiday in Ireland... Um... I had a lot of I had some extra time today, and I thought uh, before we record, let me play uh, a demo I had downloaded that looked very interesting, and that is the last show of Mr. Chardish Act One. Could you give me a ride somewhere? I wanted. Um, I have to check out the theatre. Ah, right, of course. So we meet again, Mr. Chardish. Introspective, it was a time where I used to spend quite some time on pondering what art is. I wanted to prove that Lindfield was more than fairy tales for children. didn't really had an idea of what it was about but it looked very interesting um so i downloaded the 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 prologue i think it's a prologue and this is basically a um sort of a walking simulator so mr chardish is a director writer of a theater place apparently he was quite the brilliant mind and he left a lot of secrets behind um, and you play uh, actress Ella, and you try to find out what happened with Mr. Chardish. Now, so uh, so far, so um, normal uh, walk, walking simulator. But what happened here is uh, you you go to the, th- the first theater that used his place, that, that staged his place. And there you find an object that actually transports you into the first play he did. And then it becomes sort of a platform. No, I, I, I don't really think you can call it a platformer. Um, you get transformed into this play, and it's almost like as if you're in, in a Van Gogh painting. It's very painterly. It's very beautiful style. I was, was, was very impressed by it. And you have to just yeah find the way out. It's not that difficult, but it's a very beautiful world to live in. And while you're going through this play... Uh, because it's kind of like you're playing out the play and you find out more about uh, Mr. Chardish 
And um, what I really liked in this, and I don't know if that is just for this play or if that's a mechanic that will be returned in other parts of the game, is that um, it was all about light. Most of the time you were followed by a stage light, but lights in this part of the game, they uh, conceal and they reveal. So if you put the light on something, then it would either disappear or there would some, something would appear. So you were you're constantly playing with lights and shadows to make stairs appear or to make doors uh, that are blocked to unblock doors, etc. So that was quite a fun fun mechanic. Not that difficult. There was uh, most puzzles are quite easy to figure out, except for the last one that took me a bit longer. Um, but I I, th- I felt it it really kept the speed in the in the segment and then. Once you reach the end of this, uh, you are you return to the real world, and then you continue on your uh, search with Ella to find more about uh, about Mr. Chardish. And I, yeah, I, I really, I really dug it a, a lot more than I thought I would, uh, especially because of I, I thought that first play that you're ever transported to it was so beautiful in the in the style, uh, the painterly style that it was uh, presented in. So I'm. Um, uh, actually really looking forward to play the 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 real game now and um i'm not sure when that one is gonna oh that's uh yeah november 5th it should be uh available so um so very soon buy this one (laughs) the the only thing i noticed and that's probably purely me is that when the demo was over i felt a bit uh, motion sickness (laughs) Oh, how come? <laughs> that was a first for me in a long time. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, it was the, the the walking simulator part that. Uh, was it the light maybe a... you mentioned? Or no, no, it wasn't during that part. It was after I came out of that part, and for some reason I felt a bit uh, a bit nauseous. So it was a good thing that uh, the prologue had ended. Uh, however, I am very much looking forward to this game now, and I think uh, I, I want I want to play this one when it comes out. Oh, okay. another one then. Yeah, that's another one. So where the demo <laughs> did its job. <laughs> yeah, but that's what uh, demos are for. That's that's yeah, what they no, should be for. The trailer. There were trailers oh, yeah, for movies. It can work. I mean, I mean, speaking of Siberia, once I got it to work, it did interest me. I do yeah, want to get it, but just once she got it to work, though. Yeah, no, the 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 problem, yeah, the problem was that it was difficult to get it to work. That it was yeah. the first puzzle, as we mentioned in to the last review episode. But yeah, so as long as you don't have to, uh, you know, solve troubleshooting puzzles to get the demo to work, then that's a good start. <laughs> uh, but what's the, what's the name of that game again, Thomas? The importance of or the, <laughs> the last show of Mister Chardish. And that's on Steam. That's coming out on Steam on November fifth. Yes. November fifth. So, cool. Okay. Thank you for that, Thomas. So now let's look- let's stick with some short games, shall we? Yes. Yeah, so now you've been playing some short games. I mean, all the games that we talk about are kind of short, but I think you've been playing really short games. The two <laughs> of us actually played a, a short game, which was very interesting, uh, which was on your Twitch stream, which we'll talk about uh, now a little bit as well. But what what? What can you tell us? Because you've played some games with a group of games together that each take about 10, 15 minutes, I believe, more or less. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that is exactly what it's called. It's just called the 10 Minute Games Collection. It came out, I think, about two weeks ago. Well, longer uh, when this comes out, about three or four weeks. And it's basically, it's a very simple concept. It's um, sort of glorifying short games and it's 10 uh, games. They're each roughly 
10 minutes long. I would say some of them take longer than 10 minutes because obviously you can never time a game exactly to be 10 minutes and it depends how long each person takes. Um, but it's, yeah, by 10 uh, different game teams and they're all 10 they're 10 quid together these 10 games i think the idea is just to show what short games can do and that they can still do a lot in quite a short amount of time and definitely from the from the games that i'm playing they're, they're not all adventure games some of them are puzzle games some of them are more kind of arcade games so there's a big variety of games and some of them were from people who had never made a game before some of them this was their first game others were from uh slightly more experienced developers so it was you know it's quite fun considering you're only paying 10 pounds you've got a huge variety of games to get through and you're right we did play one of these games <laughs> sure sure and i fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah yeah uh it's called uh locked in and that was um a kind of adventure game it was a sort of interactive novel the reason why we played it together was very excitingly um it is basically what what they've put on the thing is marriage simulator i would argue it's more of a divorce simulator <laughs> separation simulator i mean well, yeah. stipulator oh yeah maybe Ooh. uh perhaps um hope not <laughs> uh but yeah it's a two-player visual novel Novel, which is obviously quite unusual. I don't know if there's many other visual novels that Not are two players. No, but yeah, no. it's quite a unique concept. Yeah, a unique concept. So we and basically you uh, both you play as one uh, part of the couple, and the idea is it's kind of basically simulating this breakdown of a marriage during lockdown. So it's all set during coronavirus times. It was uh, made at the beginning of lockdown uh, in the UK, and you can either play as Sarah or Jerome. And the idea is that there's sort of a Sarah's on one side of the screen. Jerome, her husband is on the other and you have to make choices. And what was quite fun about this is obviously you can play it cooperatively um, just with the person next to you, but Shosha and I were playing over steam remote access um, which mostly we got it to work in the end, didn't we? <laughs> that was more yeah. our fault. That wasn't anything to do with the game. Yeah, you oh, yeah. Steam, not the marriage. Yes, yeah, that, was, that wasn't the marriage or the or the game developers. Well, I, I think to be honest, it was probably me. I don't think it was. I don't think it was even Steam. But anyway, we got it to work, and yeah, the, it's a very simple concept. You're just basically clicking through the dialogue options. You you have to choose. You're each given a goal, aren't you? And the other person has to close their eyes while yes. the, the separate part of the couple reads what their goal is, and then you just control the dialogue options but it was great fun i think mate, we really got into it didn't we Shusha? yeah i think uh, our acting was uh you know if uh, i think if there were oscars for it i don't <laughs> know if the game awards will be or for twitch acting but uh, um no i mean it at least when we played it was a lot of fun i don't you know with, with the game it is obviously a serious game we didn't take it too seriously no, we but... didn't at all it, it is very sweary i was yeah i was going to mention that that uh, be, be warned it's very very sweary there because it kind of took the both of us as you know, a surprise as well. When we read the dialogue, I think the two of us were like, oh, I don't really want to say this. But... <laughs> oh, no, I did. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's fair enough. Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I, I believe the developers, believe they interviewed three couples who were during yes. a lockdown, which kind of terrifies me because, you know, bloody hell, if they were, I mean, I'm sure people were like that if you're cooped up with someone, uh, you know, sort of very stressful situation. Um, they get stressed in this conversation. Oh, yeah, they, they, they get annoyed face. at each other. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, quite. And uh, one of them even forgot they had a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that was just you, Shusha. That wasn't the character. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, uh, you know, we, so both characters you have, um, you know, so for example, for Jerome, you read, uh, for example, what the story, what the situation is with him and what he's mentioning your goal is. And then you read what the situation is. And um, I, I don't think either character regardless would win parent of the year award no definitely not they were both kind of grumpy and awful but maybe that's just what lockdown in a marriage yeah, is like maybe. <laughs> uh, but, yeah uh, which i should mention it, the uh developers are from far few giants which we've mentioned a lot before this is their uh i guess october short game they've they also did um the outcast lovers um and what was the what was the first game they did? The, the Night Watchman. That's sorry, right, the Night it? Watchman. And so this is their and that they've sort of pledged to do a short game every month. So this is their October version of that. But yeah, so that you know you're in good hands with mm. with those developers. They they know short games. Um, but this was a very interesting twist. This is very different to their previous ones they've made. What I would say, if you are in a relationship that is very very rocky, very very difficult, <laughs> if you're under you know, under a lot of stress, maybe right now might not be the best time yeah. to play. But you could definitely play it with friends, or I think couples could have a laugh. I think it's more fun. Role play challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's or, more fun with friends, I think. I think yeah. it's just a funny... It's a, You don't have to be in a couple at all to play this game, exactly. what I would say. Um, but yeah, even or you could maybe learn something, how not to behave. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I really, really enjoyed that game, and I might get to bundle myself, because it seems like a great idea. And again, I think there is a place for short games as well. Definitely, as you know, we get older, we have less time. I think it is great that games, short games, do have their place. And The Night Watchmen and The Outcast Lovers are fantastic games as well. And they each take 10 minutes. And I said it, I revealed at the beginning of the year, The Terrible Old Man from Cloak and Dagger Games. That's also for 10, 15, 20 minutes. And that also tells a full, a fully rounded story in that time frame. So yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. And hopefully we can get more games that are designed for 10, 20 minutes. Kind of like short stories that I see them. Yeah, basically. Um, and there's a similar one as well, which I'll just quickly mention, which is called uh, Slasher Interrupted, which is another kind of uh, visual novel in a sense. But it's not as scary as it sounds. It's basically it's you and your three friends uh, sitting around a campfire and you're trying to tell a spooky story. You're just reading the text on the screen, but every so often you will pause and each of your friends has a kind of different I guess, attribute, different kind of personality. One of them's kind of very cute. One of them just likes to smoke weed. <laughs> and one of them is all into like gore and horror and that kind of thing. And the idea is you pause the storytelling and you have to pick which kind of route you want the story to go down. So I think I, I mix them. And this is another fun, it was a fun game to play on the stream because people could just join in basically and choose what they wanted. I, I think I started off I start off with the kind of weed stoner option, which isn't necessarily always about smoking weed, but it's just kind of something weird will happen, basically. Uh, and then I think I went for the horror option. So by this point, they'd gone inside a house and they discovered these bodies. But what was quite funny was then to mix it up and finally go for the cute option 
So the cute option was they discovered these dead bodies and then they walked into a room and there was a surprise birthday party. So the idea was that they'd found these dead bodies, but then there was going to be a surprise birthday party and they just forgot about the dead bodies. So it's quite <laughs> fun being able to... Yeah, as you do. And, and it's quite funny because the storyteller sort of recognises that this story has gone completely off the rails and doesn't make any sense anymore. So there's quite a lot of humour in it. But it's just fun. It's a, again, it's a short game, obviously, but it's I just found that quite fun just being able to mix up the stories and just have a bit of fun with it really it's not it's really nicely drawn hand-drawn graphics as well and yeah that's another one i would say something you could play with friends because it you know it's very it's just literally you reading dialogue and choosing dialogue but it's well written so it was it was another fun fun game to play and it just shows you know you don't need to have these sort of epic games just just to have fun playing it was fun watching too yeah <laughs> well, i, I uh, foolishly put on accents so <laughs> that didn't, and i had to keep oh, them up <laughs> that was a i'm bit, sure that but... went well yeah <laughs> uh like I, I like me attempting a, a birmingham accent oh, yes! as well which I uh, about that I yeah about i think probably for the best <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was let's a, not there was talk a... about that again <laughs> <laughs> there was a brummy guy watching as well and uh... i know and i'm sure i'm sure he hates me f- uh, eternally now oh dear uh, i'm sure his irish accent was worse than your brummy accent exactly was it too, maybe? But, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so again, where can people find, so if people want to watch you play that game and oh, the yeah. two of us argue as a <laughs> quote-unquote married couple? Yeah, um, well, I'll just say, so that Slasher Interactive was by Soft Terror Interactive. Oh, and sure, if, you yeah. wanna, if you want to find out the 10 Minutes Game Collection, it's 10MG uh, Collection in Steam. Um, and it's also on itch.io. So just search for that or go on my twitch stream and you'll also be able to see it played there and that is just twitch.tv forward slash cressup uh c-r-e-s-s-u-p and yeah it's so uh, you can catch shosha and i swearing at each other <laughs> if, you, if you want to see and hear us swear at each other and really go at it really insult really each other <laughs> and like half of the swear words weren't even in the dialogue we were just making it up <laughs> Yes, babe. Yeah, you yeah. got oh, quite into character. Yeah, we did. I really enjoyed it. Actually, it was good. Yeah. I, th- I think in there fact, was also... stayed in character for a couple of hours after the game was. Yeah, finished, we were so... really, really, really going at it, and also I think <laughs> lots we had of swearing the... in the WhatsApp group. At, at least I had probably one of the snarkiest babes that you could <laughs> that you could hear, babe. <laughs> <laughs> you really liked saying that, didn't you? Yeah, especially uh, kind of in a snarky way, but um, but yeah, no, I will include links, or we will include links in the description to those games and to your Twitch stream as well, which I would recommend people check out anyway. Every Sunday evening, we play Among Us, yeah, um, which last from recording the last time that we played was quite fun, where. Uh, Thomas kept voting, wanting to vote. He, you convinced everyone to vote me after the beginning. <laughs> yeah, multiple times. Sure. It was fun. And, there, there was and then one... the one time we decided not to vote on you was when you were actually the imposter. I know. For God, for goodness sake. And I got away with it a few times, but which was a lot of fun. And one another time when we voted for it, we, nobody killed each other. We all just kept voting. <laughs> Just kept ejecting people off. That was the worst. We kept voting the wrong person. So I recommend people watch, check that out as well. You have recordings of those as well, in case anybody wants to. Yes, yes. So they'll be on my Twitch stream, but I'm looking to also put them up on YouTube. Um, oh, so nice. that we'll we'll keep. Uh, but and that should be under Crass Up as well. But that's a work in progress. But hopefully, by the time you listen to it, that that will be done. 
up there. And you play other games as well, as you mentioned. And also, you mentioned we try to play another game, yeah. not all adventure games, Alpaca Balls, I believe. <laughs> yeah, we tried, but there was an issue, I believe, with Steam Remote Access where three people couldn't play together. I believe they fixed it. I believe they have released a patch. So oh, maybe great. by the time the people are listening to this episode, we may have hopefully already played it. We'll have to see if we can find a time. I mean, we're in lockdown. <laughs> hopefully we can find a time that suits us all. But I want to try that game as well. And maybe other games that we have as well that um, we can check out. So, But that is on your, your Twitch stream, which I recommend people check out. Um, do you also every Wednesday evening as well, more or less? Yeah, pretty much. I try and do it every Wednesday. It's normally about eight or nine p.m. If you go on my if you go on my Twitch page, it will say the schedule. And I try and stick to that as much as we can. And the Wednesdays are just normal adventure games or classic games, that kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. GMT time as well. Um, that's so right. That's yeah, we're on GMT now. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for that. I believe that's everything for this week are you guys playing anything because i know sometimes we don't know that's why yeah, sometimes we don't yeah sometimes i think i know and then something all of a sudden comes up and uh, i get to play that yeah because i still review games for the gaming outsider so every now and then uh i have to review a game um i have a lot of options i must say i downloaded a few demos i want to try out i got dude where is my beer that i want to try out i think the uh, last part of Tales of the Neon Sea has been added. I can still play some DLC for Desperados 3. Uh, I have Black Sad on PlayStation yes. that I want to try. Yeah, there's there's so plenty to choose from. Uh, I will I will tell in, in two weeks. I can tell you what I played. Well, we can find <laughs> out then what you have played. <laughs> A little teaser there. Among, among Us on Sunday. Definitely, definitely Among Us on Sunday evening. Among Us play. on Friday. Thank you, Revolution Software people. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, they were very, very nice people where we basically, inv- well, I mean, they had invited people, you know, us, well, people, and we basically invited ourselves. Um, but so thank you to the Revolution team. They're really, really nice people as well. Um, but also they do murder very well in, in the game. And Laura, are you playing anything that? Uh, uh, well, I'm, no? I'm going to check out, this will already have gone out, but uh, I'm going to check out something called Stories Untold for yes. a kind of Halloween stream, which I'm looking forward to, uh, which is basically four text adventures, experimental text adventures. I believe it's kind of based on sort of horror stories and, and, and that kind of thing, which kind of looks cool. I'm also going to hopefully maybe have a look at There Is No Game, which I don't know if you've, you've heard of this one. It's a, it have, is a game. Yeah. <laughs> it is a game first of all yes uh, reliably informed it is a game but that one looks pretty cool a kind of a meta game but hopefully in the right sense because you know adventure games do like to be a bit meta and uh, sometimes a little bit too far but this one looks pretty cool I, I remember seeing it I think it was at EGX Res last year and it looked pretty invented so I'm hoping to have a go on that hopefully and is that the game I believe adventure gamers may have given that five stars Ooh, or wow, gave, okay. Or they gave one game, I believe, like, might not have been that. I believe it was that game, but I think the reviewer gave it five stars, and people have been generally very positive about it. So I'd be very curious to know your opinion. Uh, yeah, now for, for me, I hope, again, depending on if any other games come out in the meantime, but I hope to play a game called Bleeding Moons, which is a narrative-driven fantasy game, with, which is isometric, which looks like a JRPG, but is an adventure game. Um, I played a demo back in ooh, back in April, I believe, one of the Steam festivals, and I really liked it. I really liked the storyline, and so I hope to play that. I don't know if I'll have finished it or not. I don't know how long the game is, 
uh, but I hope to at least start it. And I also hope to play um, another classic game, Flight of the Amazon Queen. Have either of you played that? No, no that I've, was I've one of it. those that I also wanted to play back yeah, in the you... day and never be able to. I, I got it on GOG, so. Mm. I believe it's free on GOG, so I, I've been meaning to play it. So yeah. I want to get, now that we have more time, uh, I want to try and, you know, play new games, we'll play some of the older classic games as well. That I'll I try to, maybe, to maybe mix it up. Uh, Laura helped yes. me set up my uh, Twitch stream. Oh, very nice. So I'm going to look into streaming as well and maybe looking to mix it up a bit, you know, play classic game, play new games. Cool. Yeah. And share right. it with the community. And uh, regarding the podcast next week, I have to check. I believe last week, um, now this is because we're recording this a week in advance. Uh, Jessica Saunders was on last week, I believe. And uh, next week, I believe the writer of Eliza, Matthew Seiji, will be on. Uh, we spoke a few months ago. And you played that game, Laura, as well, didn't you? The, the visual novel. So you can hear your review of it a few months ago. So I spoke to him about that. And um, now it's not confirmed yet. We have not agreed a time, and I still don't know if this person will make it on the podcast, so I don't want to give their name, but I told you two about it. Um, but hopefully we can get a really big name coming up very soon on the podcast. Now, again, I don't want to say too much because it's possible they might not appear yet. They're very busy. But I'm trying to get someone who would be a really big name on the podcast people will know when or if uh, if they do oh, appear yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, we're, uh, and we're close to our 100th episode so maybe yes. uh, that can coincide a bit yes possibly oh. we could that that's a good idea actually we could <laughs> i'm um, filled with good ideas uh how about the patrons so we are on patreon and so usually you get these episodes in advance uh, at least 24 hours in advance you you get early access to these episodes um so we're a very independent podcast we pay for everything ourselves we do everything ourselves so uh, and thank you again to the patreon supporters who have all stayed during this pandemic during this year we haven't lost a single patreon subscriber Thanks, so guys. huge huge thank you to everyone because i understand that it's uh, difficult for people right now so huge huge thank you to everyone yeah and um if, if so you if you can throw a few bucks our way we really appreciate it because it helps improve the quality of the of the podcast and uh stuff like that but if you do not have that mean have those means and please don't yeah exactly give, no give what you can obviously yeah if if you can whatever you can it would be great if you are if you can't that don't worry if you can't there is there are other ways you can help us by uh sharing the link to this uh this podcast and also if you can uh, you can write reviews on apple podcast i don't have to be long reviews you, know, you can rate as well hopefully five stars but you know you can you know be honest as well let us know what you'd like to hear yes, but also just it would really be help. honest and give us a five star review and, five and, then stars. We'll, and then we'll read the review on the air yes we will so uh, you could write reviews. It can be one line, one word, but hopefully more if you do. But just, you know, let us know what you think. It would really help us get the word out about the podcast. And um, and then Thomas Discord and I, channel. we haven't started it. Yes, we're for, for the Patreon as well. Uh, we were discussing that there are some books that have been uh, released that we both got. At least I got from Sean Mills, which is the Sierra Adventure, and from Ken Williams. Not all fairy tales have a happy ending, and they both talk about they both write write about uh, the company Sierra, the creation, and the fall of Sierra. And so Thomas and I, at least, are thinking of doing extra episodes for Patreon. Uh, might be a little bit, you know, maybe possibly in a few months. 
uh, for Patreon, so people will talk more about that. We're also on Discord. We have an active community there. And again, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But Discord, again, we have more and more people there, an active community there. And I think that's that's everything. I think that's... <laughs> so many things. So many ways to interact with us. And uh, before I waffle on any further, uh, thank you again, Thomas and Laura. We will... Uh, well, we'll speak to each other during the week and we will speak to each other again on hopefully Friday and Sunday we'll be playing Among Us. We'll be streaming Among Us on Sunday and on Wednesdays, uh, Laura, you'll be streaming and hopefully Thomas, you'll be speaking streaming as well. So, yeah. so many so many ways to watch us as well. You I listen know. to us, you watch us, yeah. you'll be not, sick of us. Not, not sure if you want to, if you want Can't to see us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, just, just join us. We have a great community and um, mm-hmm. uh, especially, I mean, we That's met a lot of those people Last year at Adventure X, unfortunately, this year no Adventure X. It would have been, no. I think, in two weeks. There is normally. an Adventure X jam, I believe, that you can have two weeks to make a game. Now, none of us are developers, but <laughs> if you are developers, uh, you can check it out then as well. Adventure X jam, twenty twenty. Um, we have two weeks to make a game, and yeah, uh, so plenty more to look forward to. So thank you guys as always for joining me. And I said I'll be back next week with Matthew Sagey. And uh, I'm sure I butchered his name. I do apologize. And the three of us will be back again in two weeks. Will do. Keep on questing. Thank you. Stay safe.